Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, before we delve into things, I just want to tell you about our Liverpool streaming service. It is Redmen Plus. Get involved over there for extra Redmen shows in video form, in podcast form. You've got documentaries, features, interviews, and a hell of a lot more besides. If you join as a club legend, you get the Discord chat, you'll get free merchandise and a host of extra bonus perks. It's like Netflix for Liverpool fans. Get over there, get involved. Otherwise, let's face it, you're going to miss out on amazing Liverpool stuff in your life hello everyone it is the build-up show liverpool are going to be taking on brentford it is the monday half five kickoff um yeah after on the back of a, a wild weekend of footy we're doing this ahead of it so liverpool have literally only just played the last game which was leicester the night before this we're obviously in a compacted period uh in around the new year so yeah we're gonna we're gonna play on with this one even though there will be games literally playing as we're doing this, uh, which will affect a couple of bits and pieces. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm Paul Machen, Abigail Rudkin, uh, and Andy Bell join me in the studio to talk through this one. And um, yeah, look, we, we've just done the final word for Leicester. Um, we've tried our best to put a, a you know a, a general positive spin on it, good chat about Nunes and Cater and Thiago and Trent. Um, but look, Andy, it, it can't be that crap again. And not not that it can't. Of course it can. Liverpool could literally be that crap again. I mean, like we could really, really do with it not being that crap again because there needs to be a bit of a, a bit of a reaction. I, I, I'm all for us having weird wins and winning games where you don't necessarily totally deserve it and all that kind of stuff. But it then needs to be backed up with wins where you do because if you if you have too many of them, it's just luck and luck runs out. Yeah, there's many reasons why we can't be as bad again, not least Brentford are a better team than Leicester this year. Um, they were obviously the, if I'm not mistaken, they're the original sort of money ball, big analytics team mm. in England. And you see that when you watch their games. Every set piece is pre-planned. They get spaces and they're, they're a big sort of physical team. Uh, and it's a tough place to go. We dropped points there last season. And yeah, we're going to have to absolutely not throw in another stinker like we have in the last couple of games. Do we talk in the final word show? You're not going to be 10 out of 10 in every single game. You need to sort of pick and choose your moments and your, your points at games where you sort of take half an hour off. And we've got away with one last night. We will not get away with one against these. They're, they're flying high. They're ninth in the table. They're doing really well. They're picking points up against our rivals. Um, and we're going to have to be on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I mentioned to you when we were doing the final word, which I was shocked by, and, but not as shocked as Andy, it turns out, who, who was <laughs> yeah. flabbergasted by this stat that at time of recording, Liverpool are the fourth most informed team in the Premier League Abby we've won four consecutive games off the back of two defeats uh, of course but the only teams in better form Newcastle were top um, top of that Arsenal Man City and then Liverpool and look if you're going to get in the top four then you're going to have to be at the very at the very least in the top in four the top positions four. in the form table um, and realistically given the deficit that we're trying to claw back we need to be better than that um, and so yeah four consecutive wins in the Premier League two 
consecutive since we've come back from the World Cup. That's what's at stake now, is that no more kind of messing around. Our margin for error has, has evaporated because of how crap we were. Um, we'll just need to get into the business of, of winning football matches. I'll take that as it stands, being in the top four for like the most on form. The way we were at the start of the season, the first half of the season, sort of the, the divide of the World Cup keeps messing with me out of what actual point that we're at. But um, I mean, I, I, I'd take that now. I, I think we will get top four. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping the faith on that myself personally. Um, a couple of injuries coming back and stuff like that. But they say the table doesn't lie. But seeing us sat in sixth right now, it's it is hurt me a bit. But that that does sort of reflect the way we've played a bit no, better exactly. than that. No, the table. I mean, the table doesn't lie. Liverpool are where they deserve to be. They've yeah. not yeah. been consistent. They've not been good enough. They've we've been, been consistently bad for for quite a consistently bit. Consistently inconsistent. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah. probably. To be fair, I mean, I think Chris said last night outside the ground, he said that, like, how predictable we are in every area, except our defence weren't predictable last night, but in a negative way. And yeah. I, I sort of got that, except Arwen Nunes, you know, he doesn't seem to be that predictable. But <laughs> it does feel as though we're in that sort of situation where even I can predict what we're going to do next. And, you know, I don't know, I keep saying every game I go, oh, this is a potential banana skin, this, and at the start of the season, every single one of them were. And I've gone, oh, yeah, go on, I'll say we'll get free or whatever and then we just haven't we've lost to you know the lower down the, the league tables but Brentford are actually a really good side which is what's scaring me at the minute but you know the likes of um, Tony going off injured on a stretcher last night yeah. probably I mean I hope he gets better and all that but it's probably a positive thing for us because he is absolutely on fire for them right now yeah 12 goals for them already this season in the league he would be a huge miss for them but yeah I, I look Trent talked in his post-match interview Andy, we did more on this in depth about his performance on the final word, but it was interesting when he talked about, you know, we're 15 points behind the league leaders. It's, you know, which is, look, it's effectively, that, that, that's any talk of titles is just foolish at this point. Mm-hmm. But I like the notion, and I think it's right, and it's the right attitude to have, certainly for the players, of we've just got to go and win loads of games of football. We've got to put a winning run together. And if and then, look, if people have a collapse, then you've got to be right there to capitalise on it. But even that right now is, it's nice that they feel that way. But from our perspective as sort of fans, I just need to see us do... Let's have, let's have five games on the bounce and let's then have six games yeah. on the bounce any talk of 10 or 12 feels a little early because right now I'm still seeing a lot of the problems that have plagued us in the start of the season we're not we're still a bit porous we're still a little sluggish in our press at times we don't seem to be able to put multiple games down in a week and have that high level of intensity and this is effectively three games in, in like less than less there or thereabouts a week so yeah, it's a big ask to suggest that Liverpool are going to go back to their top form, but that's what it's about right now. We've got to get into the grind, and I'm hoping that that's what the second half from Leicester will have kind of shown, is that just go in there, put your body on the line, throw everything at it, and kind of see where we lie. You know, see... see the, the FA Cup game will kind of take care of itself one way or the other. Don't worry about that one. This is where all the energies have got to go. Absolutely. I, I made this point in the final word show. Uh, this is a Liverpool team uh, who in the past have always been able to have a 10-game run in them. Yeah. You look back to that COVID season, which is probably the worst we've seen of Liverpool under Klopp. Certainly those six games at home in a row, losing 1-0, I think, in, in pretty much every single game. We still managed to come out of that and you know win eight games in a row. Last game of the season, won eight of our last ten. You've got a couple of draws in there. We've, we've been in worse form. We've seen worse Liverpool teams put runs together that would. Probably if we do win ten in a row, not that I can see that coming based on anything that's happened on the pitch we probably could find ourselves back in the title race and I would be looking actually at Man City not Arsenal I think Arsenal will collapse I don't think they're a, a 95 plus so point I, team you know, I'm the same as you on Arsenal yeah. I, I just I'm not convinced just yet that they're going to go all the way I, I think in, in any other season you know mm. in, in before the Klopp Guardiola era absolutely they'd be in the title race but this is a different era this would be an area you have to get 95 points and every exactly. drop points feel like they feels like a disaster me, they remind me a little bit of us having Tottenham in the Champions League final and that was kind of different because I think that was the peak of that that side and it was like you know but what I mean by it is really it's like they'll be made up to just be there or thereabouts yeah, yeah. it's great to be in a title challenge I think they will accept they, their fans will be happier with That's it if it does yeah, which sounds a bit condescending yeah, I know because Arsenal are a big football <laughs> club and they've obviously won the league plenty of times but I agree on that I don't minute, if, if it were to follow it wouldn't be the end of the world although it will the, the, everyone on social media and the media will make Arsenal feel like it's the end of the world <laughs> their, their fans should be excited about this mm, you know I, I, if I was in Arsenal's position I'd be thinking we can win the league you know I'm analysing from an outside uh, Coming in, but if you hate this whole thing that this should be, you should be realistic, realistic. 
fantastic as a football fan. Listen, we all like put in the graph Monday to Friday. You know, you go to the football, you want to get excited, you want to dream, and you want to be a little bit naive. And yeah. you know, if you know, I'm still, you know, every time I'm still looking at Man City, thinking, well, you know, if the drop points here and here and here, and they play Chelsea soon, you never know. But I think the, the thing that people forget, and I think we forget it as 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 fans of Liverpool who have been, as I say, in this Klopp Guardiola era where every drop point's an absolute disaster. You need 95 plus points to have any chance of winning the league. If we're in a top four battle, that, that doesn't happen. The, yeah. the reason teams are fighting for top four is because they're actually a bit crap compared yes. to what we're used to. And they drop points all the time, not least because they're always playing each other. Teams yeah. are always playing each other and taking points off each other. You know, yeah. both teams can't get the three points. So I think that, you know, in the, in the COVID season, we went for top four. Everyone wrote us off from that. Because they were thinking the likes of Chelsea and Leicester will you will win their last six games. But these you know teams that are going for top four generally don't put six and seven game wins run together. Yeah. And I think that's what we have ahead of our rivals. But we just need to show it. I think this this game and obviously January's going to be kind of telling for this. I think because I think we need to get back up and really back up and running and get into some some run of form. But you're right. Look, there's a reason why, and I just double checked it. Like last season, 71 points get you fourth. Uh, 2021, 67 points get you fourth. Mm-hmm. And when you consider those titles were won on 90 plus and I think 86, it was won by Man City. It's a huge gulf between top and fourth. Yeah. But how you go about therefore achieving those points is different. You, you're right. You don't win 10 games on the bounce mm-hmm. when, you fin- when you're a team that finishes fourth. Yeah. And that's the difference we're going to see in the next, I think in the next two or three weeks, we're going to find out whether Liverpool are a team that's still at that 90 point odd level, but one that's had a really bad run of form that's kind of undercut that. Or are we genuinely back in the pack of mm-hmm. third to sixth? where you're going to win two or three games and then you're going to draw one and maybe you'll lose one and then you'll win a couple. I mean, to the point, beating Villa, that was the first time we've won three games back-to-back in the league all season. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what's really interesting about the, the Brentford game is that this is a great te- a great test, a great challenge. If we can put, if we can go five games, five wins back-to-back in the league, that will give me certainly I'll be the encouragement that we can, we, that we are a team that's capable of they're not doing another five or another five on top of that. Not that much has changed in terms of the squad and stuff. I mean, I know Mane's gone. But, is that, but that, people will argue that's, yeah. isn't that the problem? Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of the word, like, in transition. And, like, I'm, I'm sick of the idea of that we're in transition because you can be stuck there. Like, the likes of Man United and, you know, Chelsea and teams like that and Tottenham, like, they're constantly saying they're in transition periods and I'd hate for us to end up back in that path where it's constantly, when is that moment going to be where we're out of the top four and we're going for titles again? But I've got full faith in Klopp and this team that we're going to be able, this time next year, we'll be we'll be up there. I just don't think this season, like some people are like living a dream if they think, oh, yeah. City drop a few there and stuff like that. Like I'm rooting for City against Everton later. Like I've sort of <laughs> gave up on the idea of us going above City that like I just want to see like Everton cry basically. <laughs> I'm just going to be evil. Well, that's, yeah. Well, and that's kind of where it is. And that's, again, it's like those expectations of stuff is also to remember that if we look, if we're in a title challenge, then you've got to win every game of football now between yeah. now and the end of the season. Which again, I think is just a bit mad. If we're in a top four race, you actually don't. No. And yeah. and this is where, like, obviously the FA Cup becomes a conversation, and the, and the returning Champions League in February will become a conversation because you know we can't afford. To, we we need to be good at at least one competition this mm. season. Liverpool still need to have the ambition of lifting silverware. Um, but if you want to finish in the top four, you don't have to be perfect every week. Mm. And maybe we need to look at that and embrace that a little bit I'm not prepared to do that just yet because I, I, I'd i rather us do kind of what we did in the COVID season that final 10 game run where we, we got back to kind of where we were at and it meant yeah we finished what third in the league or whatever but it was it meant nothing in, in the grand, in the grand scheme of things but it was a nice indicator that we're not fucked yeah. <laughs> and we're not shit and we're not we're not in you know we're not a team that, that, that's garbage yeah. but yeah we're going to have a it's going to be very different to have a Premier League season perhaps where it, there's not there's there's no need for us to go flat out week where in week out. Where you're not like feeling so the only other games you have to watch is City and feel that anxiety. But mm-hmm. you could look at it another way and say like now we're all sitting there on the edge of our seats watching Newcastle games, United games, <laughs> yes. Chelsea games. And that you're right. You know, and then I just then then I just end up feeling sick. So I'm trying to like <laughs> I'm trying to look at it in like a positive. But there's spin more of wins it. that way because you more it, all of those teams like the, the, if if the top four or the traditional big four or big five or big six or whatever you want to call it all won every 
every week, everyone would win yeah. massively at the yeah. bookies every week because yeah. you just do an acker on it. Don't and think okay. anyone won last night. I don't think anyone put those two own goals on a bet. <laughs> no, 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 exactly, exactly. But that's what I mean. You, it doesn't happen. The, the big teams, one always drops mm-hmm. points or draws or loses almost every week. Obviously, it didn't happen. Everyone kind of kept ticking over in the first game game week back. But it, it, you're right, it, it never to be happened. There's something to that. I, I kind of like that idea of I can watch Man. I can well not watch because I won't really watch them, but like keep an eye on Manchester United and keep an eye on Chelsea and keep an eye on Leicester. Le- Christ, how are Leicester there? How are Le- oh no, that's sorry, that's too. Sorry, I was looking at 2021. I was like Leicester <laughs> fifth. I was going back for me who finished fourth. Oh, I was that Christ, was last mad. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. Um, right, yeah. Manchester United, Spurs, Newcastle, City, and Arsenal having a bit, having a few more irons in the fire to, to watch teams to get more Schadenfreude, you know, in yeah. the season. You get from a bit enjoying. of pleasure out of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I already them, get pleasure out of them. The last three seasons, I already get pleasure out of them. Being ever since, um, ever since, it's been awesome. City going for the title. I watch so much less football. Yeah. yeah. Because I'll just watch us and watch City every week and I'll have absolutely no interest. It, Anyone can be playing up front for United at the it's, minute. It's like watching <laughs> superhero films that aren't attached to a superhero yeah. universe. Yeah. It's like watching the old Spider-Man films. No point because you know those characters go absolutely nowhere. What's yeah. what what's the point? That's what it's been like with all the other games. Oh, there's a big race for top four and these last few seasons. It gives a shit. No, exactly. It gives yeah. a shit no interest to me whatsoever. So you're right. At least there's there's more there's more vested interest That's in the general goings yeah. on yeah, yeah. <laughs> for now certainly um, Brentford as mentioned they're ninth in the Premier League at the moment 23 points they've played 17 so they've played the full quota of, of matches compared to compared to everyone else um, <clears throat> so you know that is a bit of a a little bit of a false league position for them. You know a win for Fulham, which is their game in hand, would take them would take them above them. If Crystal Palace were able to find some semblance of form, obviously they they've been a bit a bit rubbish of late. They could go above them. So Brentford, they're, they're going okay. They're in decent form, but you could easily see a world where actually they could they could easily be a, a pressing for Europe side as much as they could be a top half of the bottom half kind of kind of um, kind of team but certainly not one to be taken um, too lightly I mean the good thing we've got going for us here Andy is that both teams played the same at the same time they've all got the same recovery period between between games you'd like to think that will play into our hands a little bit particularly because if they've got Tony injured yeah. we can stack up any injuries that we've got alongside that and the only thing is by all accounts they seem to be a lot more convincing uh, in their victory than than what we were I mean you yeah. couldn't really get any less convincing than what we were but they, West Ham are in trouble at the minute and, you know, I know they were, they were booing the team off last night and they're not very good this season but it's still a tough place to go and to win 2-0 there as a team like Brentford is impressive and I I saw their goals on, uh, on when I came in and watched Sky Sports last night. I think one comes from a set piece again. You know, it's a flick on and a, a, a rebound, and they do seem to get goals like that. And as good as Tony is, and you know, I think he gets thirteen last season already and twelve this season. Probably very unlucky not to go to the World Cup in the end, mm. to be honest. As good as he is, when you actually look down the list of scorers for them, there's a good few players on three, fours, and fives. And I, I've got this thing with Brentford. I swear they've got like four Danish midfielders who are just like the same person. There's no way that Janelt, Norgard, Jansen, Jensen are different people. Like they're all <laughs> the same person. And they all chip in with the odd goal. And because of the way they are and that they're very analytics focused, they all seem to be all able to chip in all the time. That's what worries me slightly. That's why I think they're slightly better than, you know, say, a I don't know what the, the equivalent would be. Say, where if Tony was just scoring twenty a season, yes. and he was all they had. Whereas you know, as, you know, t- those, those players do chip in. Their overall style them. should survive not having him if it's yeah. in the short term. And what they are is they're the definition of a team who are stronger than the sum of its parts yeah. because he's got them playing in that way. So you know, I think they're a very good team. I think we need to have a look at, at getting some physicality into that team compared to what we had you know I think you probably bring Ibu back in at this point just mm-hmm. because he's more of that physical defender whereas Matip's a little bit better at sort of interceptions etc um, you know I'd, I'd be cautious before I played um, Harvey Elliott again I think if we can get Henderson Thiago Fabinho in the midfielder would do it um, and it's almost at the point where I've got, uh, albeit he's only beat, well as we speak he's not even signed for the club uh, a maximum one training session but uh, he's never going to do it but I'd almost be tempted to lash Gakpo in for 16 minutes purely because he's 6 foot 4 yeah. and we're struggling so much in that left hand side of attack position but I'm sure we'll come on to talk about that but we yeah. absolutely will come on to talk about that in part, in part 2 um, but yeah um, before we head to the break I just want to update people on the, on the bet mate uh, from last week's game or well, well, from yesterday's game I should say really against Leicester 
Leicester. Um, we can get the table up, uh, and it is a big win for Claire. Not that table. Come on, <laughs> come on, Joe. Not that one. On the iPad, mate. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, hell. <laughs> you got it. Hey, there we go. Uh, a big win for Claire R, uh, who took home. £250 on 43 points. Uh, she captain Trent, vice captain Tiago, which did the business in that one. And in fact, I'm just going to lean over. We can just, you just, in fact, you just scroll down for us, Abby. We can see Steve. Oh, not that far. Jesus Christ. Sorry. See Steve is in there somewhere. <laughs> Steve, Steve there. there he is Redmen Steve £8.50 uh, for Steve finally uh, starting <laughs> to turn his bet mate season around um, we do have the overall table for how we're performing there it is um, <laughs> still top of the pile is me uh, 613 points uh, 111 total one Pay is in second um £599.61 one and there's Steve there with 21 quid one uh, the guests I don't know why they've got the guests below is it, they must be going points, on points yeah. points not winnings but the guests have still won more money than Steve uh, £28.08 it's a real league table but, yeah there's the, the money table is the real table uh, right, we're, the guys are going to be picking their team in part two uh, we're going to have a very very short break obviously Cody Gakpo has joined uh, the Reds we've done some amazing amazing coverage of that over on Redmen Plus uh, we've got three expert insight shows but the most recent one uh, is with Bolo Zenden of course long time Liverpool fans will recognise him uh, from playing for the Reds but he has been a coach at PSV and has coached Cody Gakpo over the last seven years so some great insight from him we're going to give you a clip from that um, but yeah we've got a trivia question and um, I really scraped the battle with this one I'll be honest uh, which four Former Liverpool manager has scored as many goals against Brentford for the Reds as our all-time top goal scorer, Ian Rush, answers after this. I've been working at PSV for the last nine years, so yeah. I've been really closely uh, in contact with uh, with Cody and um, I've seen him develop from, from a youth player coming through the ranks up until uh, the moment where he, uh, where he joined uh, Liverpool. So uh, I've, se- I've, I've seen him all the way through where... As I said, he came through the ranks. He was a big talent, um, had to fight his, uh, himself into the team. Um, the usual struggles, what you get is that when you come on, then uh, as a sub, you can you can make it work. And then all of a sudden, you want more, you, you become a starter. And then as a starter, it doesn't really work out. You can then all of a sudden, you play well for an hour, then you play well for 90 minutes. And all of a sudden, you get into a momentum where you play every single game uh, you get called up for the national team, um, and he even was a uh, captain of uh, of PSV uh, this season. So he's really come, you know, through every every stage of of development, and uh, uh, this is the next step. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall—whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey everyone, welcome back. Yes, if you want more hot Cody Gakpo content in your life from all different angles, we've had the, the view from PSV fans, we've had the view from Ed, the editor, the busy, and we've had the view from inside the training grounds on PSV and how he's going to settle in, what kind of player he is, what we could expect from Liverpool's new £37 million January signing. Uh, go to redmenplus.com and sign up and get that. Um, Dan Club, by the way, has been absolutely sensational. We are very much in low power mode at the festive period, and Dan has just like heroically stepped to the He's like, I've got Bolo Zender. We're like, right, quick, get it all sorted. Um, so, yeah, really, really good stuff indeed. Uh, yeah, in video and in podcast form. So, if you want to listen to them on your commute, then you can do that as well as watch them. Right. I asked before the break which former Liverpool manager scored as many goals against Brentford for the Reds as our all time top goal scorer, Ian Rush. Before I get your answers, do you know how many goals Ian Rush has scored against Brentford? Is it none? <laughs> it's. Not none. <laughs> I was going to say it's answer. He's not our top goal scorer against them. <laughs> our top goal scorer against Brentford is uh, Jack Balmer, who scored three goals that joint with Alf Hansen. And I realised that, like, even I, I, I vaguely re- recognise the name Jack Balmer, um, but it might be because I'm getting it confused with Keep Jack Bauer from uh, <laughs> 24. Um, <laughs> um, he scored, yeah, three goals and seven appearances, three and five for Alf Hansen. Um, there's three players in the top five who've all scored two goals against Brentford. Ian Rush is the, of course, Liverpool's all time. Scored, scored two goals in one appearance. Michael Robinson scored two. But the former Liverpool manager. Kenny? Kenny's all I can think. Graham Souness. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Oh, two goals right, in two yeah. games against Brentford. Wow. Um, there you go. Take that. We, we are the bottom of the barrel. Basically, <laughs> am I not getting that right? Take that. You are. Well, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it could have been anyway. It could have been, could have been Bob Paisley. Year's Eve, my brain went blank. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. As if I've already had the drink. Yeah, if it was tomorrow, I could have used that. Yeah, just, thinking, yeah, just thinking about getting smashed tonight. <laughs> um, right, sounds. Um, Okay, yeah, injury issues abound still for Liverpool. Um, one we didn't we didn't actually pick up on on the final word show, but Robbo played with a dead leg that Harvey Elliott gave him in the warm up. Apparently, <laughs> um, so Robbo will be a doubt for this one. You would imagine um, Harvey Elliott got a knock and he limped quite severely off the pitch and also went straight down the tunnel. Whereas Robbo never. Robbo went and sat down. So there's a chance. I I, I don't think there's any need to risk Andy Robertson for this. But there's that. Still no Diaz. Still no Jota. Still no Arter. Firmino. We don't quite know where where he's at. It'd be nice to have him available, of course. Um, but uh, look, injury room. I've got us as ten players potentially out for this game, um, and just as follows: Diaz, Arta, Jota, Curtis Jones, Roberto Firmino, James Milner, Cody Gappo. As obviously still not technically available. Uh, Fabinho, Robertson, and Elliot. Fabinho's, I would guess. Now we as we went into the studio. It, his baby's been born. It's been born, yeah. Um, which is cool. I don't think that means he'll be back, though. Mm. It feels like Klopp's nice enough to maybe give him a couple of days, but maybe. Oh, but I wonder whether there's a question to be asked. And and I know we, we, we joked about this, about how you you know Klopp is happy to give it. Let his players be human beings. Yeah. He'll let them go off for these for these kind of things in life, which I think is, is sound. But Was it born here From or in Brazil? Sorry, I don't know. I honestly I don't. I'm mad that we're analysing this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get the chalkboards out there, Abby? Come on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I... It's like an Andrew Tate thing about the pizza boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has anyone seen the announcement? I'm like, if you zoom away? in, that's Defo the women's. Yeah, definitely yeah. Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. She geotagged the photos yeah. of the baby. Like, yeah. That looks um, like Arrow Park. That's fucking head, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's going to be a big... 
a big thing on this and whether there's a conversation to be had with Fabinho of I mean like if he's back in Brazil that's a huge conversation yeah. to have and I think that would probably rule him out but if they are on Merseyside and given you know if Harvey Elliott's out injured in particular I mean you looked at the bench that we, we lined up there and Bobby Clark's on there and Bacetic on there and I'm happy for Bacetic to be involved yeah. but you're starting to get to a position where you're, you're running out of footballers there Abby and we, Jordan Henderson did have a really tough game against Leicester I think asking he him did. to go again I don't see how you're going to get a more energetic Jordan Henderson performance mm. um, I wonder whether this is an example where you maybe just drop him a little WhatsApp and say fab I think he'll be I chance? think he'll play I do thinking I think about it I think he's going to play to be honest like he's been he's had, that sounds horrible I was going to say he's had his day but like, <laughs> that sounds yeah, horrible yeah, yeah. no but you know what I'm saying I feel like we really need him and I'm sure Fab and his wife loves the footy as well I'm sure she like wants us to try and get top four yeah. so you know yeah on. you sat around do a score do a celebration for you yeah yeah stick a stick a stick a Six are old do Brentford away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I am I, yeah look he just sat around in a basic fugue state anyway having something to watch on the telly yeah. is going to be a, a, a yeah. good thing yeah, so watching watching Fab run around the pitch will be, will yeah. be something um, yeah I mean look it's easy the first couple of days are easy peasy they just sleep all the time like you mean he can just <laughs> get in training for a few hours get himself yeah. ready go and play a game come home in time for the night feed uh, depends whether the baby's on bottles or not like you know I mean because if not then it's less for him to do you know he's yeah. just got to, the rich yeah. they're going to have people around to support I don't, I don't know I'd <laughs> we're be just flying being the selfish here we're yeah, like 100%, come on like, yeah, like yeah. talking around yeah, yeah. come on fam, we, fly we like need them we do need yeah, fly all your family over for the support network <laughs> yeah. if needs be you can yeah. have my seat in the upper main if they want it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring yeah. the baby yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah I, look I, I, all joking aside I really yeah. think we could do with Fabinho yeah, for this one but obviously you know the team unity and stuff I, there's also a little point where it might be a you ask the squad almost as like are you alright with us Can we, do you want us to get Fabinho back in or do you want him to have his paternity leave And if, but if you allow us to have his paternity leave you're all going to have to work loads harder you're all happy with that they'd probably all say yes even though that might not be the right yeah. the right thing I think Cater is the one that for me um, Andy I think he's got to come in for this game in another world if Fabinho was absolutely ready and in training and maybe if we still had Elliot as an option I would probably be bringing him in for Thiago just to give Thiago maybe do 60-30 flip so Keita does 60 Thiago does 30 but there's, just given what we've got at the moment if you're not playing if you've got no Fabinho and you've got no Elliot mm-hmm. and you've got no Milner and you've got no Jones we've kind of not it, it's Bacetic or Keita really yeah. coming in I, th- I think in that, sar- in that scenario it would be Keita I actually think what he'll do is ask them to go one last time before the FA Cup because we've got what um, just under two weeks from that until Chelsea at home at the half 12 on the Saturday um, after the FA Cup sorry no we've got a game before that it's, it's Brighton on the Sunday isn't it mm-hmm. so yeah we've pretty much got two weeks after this so I'm, I think he might actually ask him to go again I think he might ask Henderson to go again here I think he's going to play Fabinho obviously you can hardly speculate in these things you know yeah. it's entirely sort of out of football um, so I think he might if he can go for Fabinho Henderson and Elliot now as I said in the final word show I've been massively impressed with Keita off the bench and I would have absolutely no qualms with him starting this game if it came to it. I just think are probably our most physical midfield and this is a very physical Brentford team. You know, it's not the sort of nicest football. It's not sort of tic-a-tac-a all the way through and when they need to just sort of kick it up the pitch 40 yards and get the ball in a better position, they'll do it, sort of route one. And I think you want sort of your most physical midfielders in there. That's why I'd be a little bit worried about Elliot or a Carvalho coming in, mm-hmm. and obviously Naby Keita, you know he's, he can he can handle himself, but I wouldn't it wouldn't be in your sort of most physical midfield for that game. So I don't think he's going to start. If he does, I have no issue with it um, because as I say, I think he's been really really intelligent when he's come on, and he's actually been a massive part of the mm. the the last two wins that we've had. His role at the back end of last season was he was integral to Liverpool putting that run in together in all the competitions, and it wasn't necessarily him starting and playing ninety minutes. But it was him and Thiago, or you know, or in that rotational, you know, rotational midfield where you're not asking him to run himself into the ground because he can't. Yeah. But he is quality, and he has got he has got quality to add. And as much as I really like the look.
talk of Stefan Pachetic and I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be against him playing. I wouldn't want to see him anchor in the midfield again against Brentford, Abby. But I wouldn't be against him if he could be starting midfield. You know, maybe on the on the, the right of the, the midfield or something. Yeah. I just I don't know. I think that's a big ask of a young lad to to, to come into this one if Kate is fit. I, that's what he's there for. He's a senior football for us. Yeah, I mean the amount of money we paid for Kate, he should be able to play in that game. But if we had an update on Harvey. Is he not injured? Is he all right? Because I, 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 when I'm thinking about who I'd start, I don't like. I haven't. I don't know. What's I, going I, there's not been a there's not been a, a clear update on Elliot no, at this the point. Klopp not saying in his but I, but, I, he, he, but given how he limped off, yeah. I don't think you'd run the risk of no. damage unless he's you know unless it's a bad bruise and he's just fine. As I say, look. Robertson had a dead leg, played with it, and to the point where he couldn't. And he goes and sits down on the bench. Harvey goes straight down the tunnel, and he looked quite upset yeah. when he was going off. But again, we're reading into body language because this is where we're at. Trent and Salah were kind of round him, but there was no great like Panic. concern yeah. for him. They were not like were against Leeds when he was obviously really, really badly yeah. hurt. So we, we might touch lucky, but again, I don't. It's it's who you're gambling on, yeah. and if and again, come back if Kate is fit. Do you take You should be able to just come in and play. This yeah, shouldn't really be having this conversation. It should be, be a no-brainer. There shouldn't be a, a debate around Cater. Like we all know his quality and like the money that we spent on him and that. I mean, it's injuries that have stopped him really, and he has had a couple of stinkers. But you know, based on last night, I, I, I'd say we've got to really considering all the injuries and that. I mean, you could probably we haven't even got the fitness to drop Ox maybe back but well this is the thing it's it's how else do you freshen it because yeah. Oxley Chamberlain is another one who ugh, I thought he wasn't he didn't really do anything he did nothing against night. Leicester but he was fine against Villa yeah um and he was fine coming off the bench against City as well Andy but you're then in the world where Carvalho back in maybe ah there's no, there's no one who's truly convincing. I think in our backup options, at the that's moment. that's the only position I'm a little bit concerned about going to this game. Obviously, you know we're asking the midfield to go again, but you know we can easily play even with Robertson out. Simicass comes in. I think he can do a yeah. similar level job. I think yeah. you know you absolutely trust Simicass in that um, position. Even if we have to bring a Harvey Elliott in, as I say, uh, and it sound like a broken record, but concerns about the physicality. It's still Harvey Elliott in Liverpool midfield. You're fine with it. That left hand side at this point is just a bit of a concern for me. I think Chamberlain. Came in last season, and I think it's got a bit understated when Mane and Salah went to the African Cup of Nations, and he played in that right hand side. He wasn't, you know, pulling up trees, but from a tactical point of view, he stretched the pitch. He scored yeah. against Brentford. He, he scored against uh, <laughs> Palace, didn't he? He did score against Brentford as well. Actually, he scored that that back post header, but without sort of doing the Salah thing of taking on four men or sliding, you know, getting the goals and assists, he played in the right hand side and he stretched the pitch, and we were able to just like do something a little bit different, and it got us through that. You know, because I don't know if you guys. Um, a vivid memory of that first Arsenal League Cup game but absolutely stank the place out they were yeah. down to 10 men for the whole game yeah. Menemino misses yeah. that horrific chance and you know he ends up going Cade Gordon on the right in the, in the return leg and he very clearly switches it up I think Chamberlain's problem is he's having to play on the left yeah. I think he was playing on the right we could very easily get a functional performance yeah. out of him it's whether you refresh it by just shuffling that pack around a bit yeah. you know maybe move Salah central move Ox to the right and put Darwin Nunes on, on the, the left, on the left. Yeah. And I would, I, 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 that would actually be something I'd strongly consider but it looks like he, he wants to keep that Salah Nunes thing because it looks yeah. like it's a good thing at the minute that, that we've got going there um, and as I say Carvalho on the left I think you know he's probably stylistically more suited but as he's still just a kid as well and sometimes looks... I just wonder with Carvalho he just he's not a, he's not natural on that on, on the flanks I don't you think know. he'd play wing no. for us long term exactly yeah. and I think but then there's, there's games where I think if you got again if you have loads of possession you're pinning the team back and it's all little small intricate movements in and around the box I think Carvalho will suit that it's when we are you know again you're being robust you're holding the ball up you're trying to turn it round you're looking for pace on the counter attack I think he gets a little bit lost but and that was all evidenced in the Man City performance I don't think he did a great job as a left winger but the, the, an attack forms he's drifted centrally he's in exactly the right place at the right time and he sticks the ball in the back of the net because that's where he wants to be yeah. and I just wonder whether this is one where if you're going to play Carvalho do you just put him central and he might look, he might get bullied off mm-hmm. but try it for 45 minutes I think he, he, he's just as likely to get bullied on the flank but I think Nunes having a bit of a bit of space to run into potentially let him terrorise it with his, with his pace Salah can do the same and just see if Carvalho can knit it together 
centrally yeah. for the game. Maybe. I'd be happy with that, mate, yeah. to be honest. I mean, I've got no problem with just putting Nunes on the left. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's great there, do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, no, we've had our new no, but I do think I think he's. I genuinely think he's better there. If only, yeah. even when he's yeah. central, all his yeah. dangerous yeah. moments come yeah. from pulling out, pulling out wide. Anyway, mm. um, I can't get out. Like if Chamberlain was playing on the right wing and kind of his game is sort of getting to the byline and traditional winger getting across, and imagine Nunez attacking those crosses from the left. Yeah. You know, yeah. absolutely. Why, yeah. why not? Yeah. Um, it will be too soon for Gapo, you would imagine. I mean, technically, mm. I think it's said that it, like, the Dutch transfer window actually doesn't open till. The second, I think. Oh, so, yeah. um, so this was this is a couple of days old. This was the, the talk immediately after the sign that they might need special dispensation. The fact is, I don't quite know how the work permit of it all works because yeah. technically, if you haven't signed someone until the first, we know he's been at the AXA because he's done all his unveiling. He was at Anfield for the Leicester game, but is he actually allowed to trade? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how it works like that, but Klopp said, didn't he? Like, he was like, oh, well, it's a bank holiday on Monday, so you just have to wait for a couple of people to sign. So, and he was like, yeah, in his press conference, he was just like, I don't know, you just have to say bank holiday, in it. Sort of like, <laughs> casual. I yeah. was like, come on, like, give me a bit, but I think the seventh is probably when we're going to see Gap. I don't I think wouldn't... he fully ruled him out of that, uh, the Brentford game, which suggests that it is possible. Yeah, he did mm-hmm. rule him out. Same on the bench, you know, if it's possible. Maybe right at the end, they might might bring him on. I I think, again, given who's likely to be involved or around the match day squad, are you going to chuck, if you can chuck Gakpo on the bench, even if you know he can't even get on the the pitch, you're probably putting a, a young lad on there who you wouldn't. You put on anyway. Yeah. It's just going to be a, a body, or you're going to put an extra goalie on, or something. You know, which I know we do a lot. You know, you put Harvey Davies on the bench. You might as well put Cody Gakpo, even if again you know you don't want him on the on, on the. If it comes to it, we're in a situation that's 85 minutes in, and we're one-one, and we've all the pressure. And how you press, and how you do this, that, and the other, involved with the team doesn't really matter. It's just about that this six-foot-four guy might win a header against yeah. the, the goalkeeper like he did <laughs> in the World Cup. You know, that that's what it might come down to. And I think it's an interesting one with Gakpo. We might not actually see the best of him for the first couple of months because we've got this situation on the left hand side where Nunez or um, not Nunez sorry uh, Jada is out until February and Diaz is out to March or is it the other way around yeah, I can't remember I think that's right. either yeah. way it's a couple of months before we've got one of them there so I think you know you look at how we're playing right now and how we're lining up Gakpo will probably have to do a lot of work on the left hand side for the first couple of months and that might not be his long term position at the World Cup, he played very well in the number 10, and that's where I sort of immediately envisioned him uh, coming in. Now, he's obviously going to drift centrally anyway, and we've, we're talking the final word about how they interchange. But, you know, he might just have to sort of perform a role, and he may he may be a left-winger long-term for us, or he may not. But for now, you know, it's a it's a, it's an it's an injection of quality that would badly thought, need in that position. I thought he was going to take the number 10, to be honest. I was quite surprised mm. when his team number came out. Who have we yeah. got that lined up for? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the thing that's going to be, yeah, as far as Liverpool's availability and players, we don't know. Robbo, you presume if it's a dead leg that he, you'd probably just put him on the bench for this. And Costas could do with yeah, a start anyway. No problem with so that's good when he that's, came on last night. Costas, yeah, yeah he, he was, was. He was. Uh, but that, but again, the the bench for Leicester was Gomez, Canate, Cater, Simicas, Carvalho, Clark, Bacetic, and Doak. I mean, Doak's another one. I, I I think we need to be careful with him, and I think it's quite telling that we haven't. Yeah, you know, he hasn't thrown him in. He's given him little sniffs here and there just to kind of aid his development. But I wonder if there is a point here where you could really do. He, he you know, he, he's exciting. He is, he is an option, and we are sorely lacking. I mean, my point. So I, I kind of got distracted from my own point when I saw Doak and got a bit like <laughs> got a bit excited again. But um, if you're taking potentially Elliot out of that team. Then you know you, you're putting Cater into that team, which means you've got to fill Cater's spot on the bench. I'm not really sure unless someone comes back who that would be. You know, we're, we're really going down the pecking order in terms of the in terms of the youth players there. Um, so you're right, the, Gapo. If you can, I'd certainly be looking to lash him on the bench. But yeah, there is there is one or two one or two little concerns there. But I wonder whether yeah, do, do you are you better off? Let's say let's say Doak as an example, Abby. Would you chuck him in? Are you better off chucking him in for a half or 50, 60 minutes and go and ask an Ox, Nunes, and Salah to go again, hmm. or do you do that? Do you do what we've seen so far and ask them to ask? Do ask them to go again and then have him as that 
10 minute surprise package. yeah maybe the 10 minute surprise I get ahead of myself with Bendo yeah. I get so excited every time we play him like I'm I literally go don't need Sanin's got Bendo he's like brilliant like this is literally the, the new Messi or so and I yeah. literally get so excited about him and he does whatever he wants and he's got that like that exciting bit of him where he is unpredictable he's got that bit of that madness like Nunes where you just don't know what he's going to do next. I, I get overly excited about him. Like, if it was up to me, he'd start. But that is that is putting too much pressure on the young lad. I, I think it is. And I wouldn't be... If we had other options available, Andy, I wouldn't be putting Bendok anywhere near this team because he is so young. Yeah. But this, this, if you remember, this kind of happened with Michael Owen. Was He was there... And you really want to? Sterling got a bit rushed out. Fowler, we were a bit more, we were a bit more calm with. But Owen comes in right at the end of the the previous seasons, like 1996-97, and scores against Wimbledon right at the end end of the season. And then at the start of the season, Fowler's injured, mm-hmm. so he's kind of got no choice but to start. And once he starts, he just runs with it. And then he you know, finishes the season at the World Cup and uh, scoring against Argentina. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Ben Doak. There's a chance he just goes. You might you might not see him for years after the, after January. You know, once Jota and, and and Diaz are back available, that might be the last you'll ever see a Ben Doak. That just happens sometimes with yeah. new footballers. But I do wonder if our hand is forced a little bit. Sometimes that can be the making of footballers. It might be too soon. He might be too raw. But also, yeah. I don't know. He might just get given this chance, and he might just be he might be off of the races. Yeah, um, you guys mentioned that you know there's nobody really else to come onto the bench if he's not there. I think your your knowledge of the youth teams is quite poor because you could obviously put uh, Kwanzaa or Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, they're yeah. ready to just come in and take that spot. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> I love how obvious you mean. Otherwise, everyone's just like a bit of tit to you guys. But, uh, <laughs> no. I genuinely thought you were going to pull an offset. And I was going to go. Oh, <laughs> shocking! Yeah, if only there were a list of, uh, of, of the of the of the youth players of the first two squad there. Yeah, right, it will be frowned off for being on the bench. Yeah, um, with Ben Doak, you can see he's got something special. He's got something. Um, that derby game in the League Cup, I think it actually was Frauendorf played on the right, and he did okay. He was making runs, and you know he kept going. He didn't let sort of the fact that he'd been tackled a couple of times get in his back. But you saw the difference in quality when Doak came on. You saw yeah. he'd immediately got something. And he got the fans on their feet. You saw it in the friendly as well. He sends Lucas Dina for the echo uh, when he comes on in that um, yeah. in that Villa game. You just see he's got something. Now he is raw. He's extremely raw. Um, you know, he's, there, there's a, a couple of moments in that um, in that in that uh, Milan preseason friendly where he, you know he, he could he could square it at the right time. He wanted he wanted his goal for himself, and you know he, he makes the right decision to set up Nunez for one of them. Then he makes the wrong decision going for a shot, and that's going to happen. But you know. If we do find ourselves in a situation, I'm thinking of a lot of situations where we're I not just, winning. I hope these, this doesn't yeah. come in. But if I we, just think there's more pressure on throwing him on with ten minutes to go when you need something, yeah. and there is it's giving like him saying a, you yeah. do something. Give him a, yeah. give him forty five minutes. Give him a bit of a free hit, and, yeah. and again, if it means that you know Ox can come on and he's, he's a little bit more fresh, or you, or you, you know what I mean, or Elliot is yeah. able to come in and do do a thing, having had a little bit more rest time. I don't, I don't know. You don't, you don't want to do what would you mentioned Owen. Um, which was slightly before I was born, but uh, you don't want to do what we did with Sterling, um, yeah. which was we threw him on in one of the last games under Kenny, and all of a sudden at the start of Rogers, he was always became our most important player at yeah. seventeen. We're not in a situation, we're not in a dire mm-hmm. situation like yeah. we were then. But yes, ideally, it's probably too much pressure, and you know the pressure got to Sterling in the end because he ended up going a year and a half where he was quite poor before he regained his form. Yeah. You don't need to do that to Doak, I don't think. So yeah, yeah it's all about management. Well, yeah, let us know in the comments. You know, if Ben Doak as an example, and look, there's every chance he just is on the bench. And doesn't even get on the pitch again but you know would you rather see him as like a 10 minute impact sub or, or give him a little bit more of a run and then put a more senior player on later on uh, yeah let us know on that um, we're going to be doing our 11s in a second uh, we're just going to do our Betmate teams for this week uh, we can bring up the team that you guys have uh, collectively brought together do you want to just uh, Andy just talk us through what you've what you what you've gone for yeah, it's alright um, yeah just just quick point um, I have a 100% record in this going back to the summer at Nabi as a, a 0% so one of those is going to change and it's literally <laughs> terrible like I'll put a show on the week after I've been on it and like it'll be you or Chris going god the guest is awful last week and I'm like I know I'm sorry <laughs> 
So we've gone. Um, the question is obviously we're allowed six Liverpool players and uh, five Brentford, and we were always going to be positive and put the four Brentford on the bench, and one has to start. So mm-hmm. the conversation became who, um, what Brentford player do we and if Tony, throw in? If Tony went injured, that just start. Oh, yeah, put him at the back of my bench just in case. So we've gone, in case. We've gone Josh De Silva purely because he scored a goal last night. That was it. He was the first player he came up because he got eight points last week. Um, so we've gone Al- Allison, um, Trent, and we've gone Van Dyke ahead of Robertson because I think you made the point that actually I was going to put Robertson in, but you said Maybe we don't know just... about his fitness. Um, Thiago, it's a difficult one. Liverpool's midfield because we're not getting you know loads of goals and assists. Mm-hmm. So like Thiago, so you're safe to spit in terms of who starts. And then it could only ever be um, Nunez and Salah up front. I think the way they're playing at the minute. So right, you get to pick your captain and vice captain now. So double points um, for captain, and then it's one point five times points for vice. So who you who you picking for captain and vice? There's one of Salah and Nunez. I'll oh, let no, you pick. I'd probably. I mean, it's probably safer to captain Salah, but I feel like I need to start having faith in Nunez. Yeah. Like, I keep trying to give him loads of faith, but it doesn't happen, but Nunez is he's the, all trying. Nunez is the vibes. We could do call, captain, vice-captain. Go on, then, do it. Do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, go on. Nunez, captain. Le- back to our press substitute. Yeah, Safe, done. Yeah. done. Yeah. And then vice. Salah vice. Excellent. Yeah. Easy peasy. Perfect. There we go. Now scroll, just scroll like down and save your team. Just can't <clears> wait <throat> till this time next week when you're going. You did terrible <laughs> what, last week. What were they thinking? <laughs> um, yeah, just quickly, uh, we'll get my team up for, for this week uh, after we've seen Chris's. Um, that is, he's gone for David Ray. Chris Pajak has copied my technique of, okay. of giving one of the vice or captaincies to the opposition goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. That has yielded positive results for me in the past. He's gone Costas, Trent, uh, Naby, Harvey Darwin Nunes is captain and he's kept even Tony and Chris is horrifically hungover this morning from last night (laughs) anyone who watched the uh, fan cam video will understand why Um, okay what team we got next Joe there's mine yeah I give David David Ray my advice as well I've gone Trent Costas Thiago uh, De Silva yeah right. is that what I put in (laughs) Uh, Salah is my captain and Darwin Nunes and Steve has gone uh, Ali in goal Trent Costas, Thiago, he's gone to Silver, Salah and Nunes as well. So not much to pick between those two teams. Uh, you can play along as well. Download the BetMate app. Click the link in the description. Uh, you can also scan the QR code that's been on screen periodically throughout this stuff as well. Uh, the Liverpool versus Brentford pot is £5 to enter. There's a £1,000 prize pot available as well. And if you're a new customer, if you sign up uh, using the referral code REDMEN10, R-E-D-M-E-N, all caps, and the number 1010, all as one word, technically, REDMEN10, uh, you get £10 in free credit to play. So you can enter that pot and you can enter another one as well. And yeah, come and see how you get on against us and uh, will it be what's going to happen of course is you're going to finish right in the middle I know it'll um, be like your luck and my bad luck well you know that's a, that's a curse broken either way yeah yeah one way or I'll the other I'll take that now okay um, let's talk about our teams then and what we think it's going to be um, Andy you have to pick a team for this one uh, if we're able to I'd pick the same team that played against Villa um, I'm more than happy for Costas to come in for Robertson if we need to Um yeah, Fabinho's back and throw him back in. Um, if not, yeah, prob- I'd probably, um, I'd probably throw Kira in over Elliot, um, and go from there. And yeah, hopefully Gakpo on the bench. Yeah, so I'd same team against Villa if we can with those changes. Okay. If we have to. Same from me, I'd say Defo Costas. Though I don't think Robbo's going to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, my, my the thing the thing is I think we could do with freshening up by a great Wolves game on the horizon does give us a little bit of breathing room and there's an opportunity there to treat it like we always kind of do. Where I think like for example, if he's fit, Bacetis will start the Wolves game yeah. definitely. I think you know you're more likely to use Doak at least off the bench in that game. Maybe similarly with 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 Bobby Clark. But so you've got a little bit more room to manoeuvre and obviously Cody Gappo should be ready for his first start and that's so you've got less slots to worry about. But I don't li- I don't think he likes to make too many changes. Sometimes injuries can play a part in that, can't they? So there's a potential where you could bring Canate in, you can bring Simicas in. I'd do that. I bring Canate in. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. You could bring Canate in, Simicas in. Well, there you go. There's two changes. You change two. You're back oh, four already. If Harvey's not fit, then maybe you're looking at bringing. Cater in, mm. and then if you we're, we're already talking about maybe refreshing the front three, you're looking at maybe four. That's a lot of players to, to change game game to game. I don't know whether he would 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 do that. So I do think Canate will come in, and I think Shimakas will come in. 
And then if Harvey can't play, I think that almost therefore guarantees that it will ask the front three to go again from yeah. the from the, from uh, from from Leicester, and that'll kind of be that. The fact that there's no real burn and other like other players, you're like, oh, yeah. it's got it's got to be. Like if Ben Doker played a lot off the, we'd seen him play off the left. But the fact that we're seeing him off the right, yeah. you know, it means you're then moving Salah, which in itself yeah. becomes another another change to your team. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an interesting one, a big a big one for the manager. But I agree on the Canate points. He'll be back now. He'll have trained a few mm, games. I keep up in, you know, I thought Matt up did all right last night. I thought he did yeah. really well. I, I keep him in. I, I mean, I. It's probably me just being too nice, but I just think after they've played well, it feels slight to just bump them out. No, it's it, no, I, and I, I'd have no problem with him. I totally agree. I thought he had yeah. a really good game against against Leicester. I'm pretty apart comfortable from... between them two, really. I mean, when Gomez comes in, I'm a bit more like, mm, but no, mm. between Matip and um, Canate, I'm not not too fussed Great. which one yeah. either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's what what we just don't know is that the level of squad management that is required. Yeah. Canate, my feeling is that he's he's our number two. Defender, I think that's where he is in the pecking order. You do have to be care- careful with Joel Matip. Yes. So I don't think there's any. I don't think it's like a slight on Matip no, to be like you're yeah. not playing, mate. He's just played what two games back to back. We do need to be careful with him. So and Canate just needs to get back in and back up and running again. Really, doesn't he? I think the fact that this is even a debate is massive credit to uh, Matip's oh, his fitness yeah. has improved yeah. in the last couple of years because it wasn't long before Klopp was openly saying binary in press conferences: Joel Matip cannot play three games in a week. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that's just gone out the window. So whether it's been some sort of change in his body that they've worked on or whether he's just achieved a level well, of fitness. So interestingly enough, we, I did an interview with Cy Brundish in the summer and it was a random off-the-cuff thing that he, he dropped in that apparently when when he had his, his surgery, when he, at the 2021, the COVID season anyway, when he yeah. finally was written off, in fixing that, they found the underlying cause right. of all the problems that he'd been having really? and fixed it. And then the season that followed, he, he basically he was Sorry. available for the entirety yeah. of last season. Now, whether that's something else that's that was the best we were going to get because of his age and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and then he's gone back, reverted back to me in the season, we don't quite know just yet. But that was a really fascinating tidbit we got on Expert Insight last season, which uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen mentioned mm-hmm. anywhere else. But fingers crossed, because he's great. And people forget he's, he's slightly younger than everyone thinks as well. He's a little bit younger than Van Dyke, yeah. so as much I have him in my head as being like almost like the older one because yeah. we've had him longer, him so long. It but does. he is fractionally, he is fractionally. Yeah. I think he's like a year younger, isn't he? But um, no, I, the good thing is, what a great conversation to have. We haven't got these conversations anywhere else on the pitch at the moment yeah. where we can be saying, "Oh, two yeah. top quality centre halves." Yeah, the yeah, just just because of the injuries as much anything else. Um, any of the changes that you make, let us know at home. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can use the comments section. If you want to tweet us at the Redman TV, uh, uh, you can do that as well um, let's have a little um, uh, discussion around the other fixtures going on over the weekend because yeah as I said it's kind of hard to wrap my head around we've literally just come out of Leicester um, I mean Man United have kicked off no, <laughs> yeah we're playing as <laughs> I can't believe it's Saturday I know I cannot believe it's Saturday it's that period there's an actual just full day of football yeah. like half 12 and BT <laughs> half 5 and sky it's just a normal day of football. How's that happening? Fascinating, fascinating I stuff. I have no more day of the week. It's been oh. all week, literally. Yeah, so obviously if you come into this after... What day is it? Saturday it's today? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. If you come into this on like Sunday, or if you come into this on New Year's Day, there we go, yeah. rather than New Year's Eve, uh, obviously some of this will be updated, but New Year's Eve, uh, Wolves were playing, uh, 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 right now currently playing Manchester United. If we've Man nailed City. all these predictions, we promise we haven't recorded this at like half eight on the Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, City, uh, City host Everton, Fulham host Southampton, Bournemouth host Palace, Newcastle host Leeds United. That'll be a really interesting one. Brighton, Arsenal's another one as well. Brighton, a bit of a, an Arsenal bogey team. If I, you know, Arsenal have come back really well. I'd like to see them just show a little bit of vulnerability. That would be great. Tottenham Villa again. You know, could be a, could be a close one. I think um, I would Forest host Chelsea. I could really do with Nottingham Forest. Beating someone else <laughs> yeah. that's not makes us. Makes me feel a little bit better. Just to make me feel better about it. Uh, our game against Brentford is the half five Monday, as mentioned, so we're rolling into that. Um, Leicester, Fulham, Arsenal, Newcastle. That is a huge game. I mean, Brighton and Newcastle back-to-back for Arsenal. Talk about testing the title credentials. Arsenal at home with yeah. the Newcastle game. Everton, Brighton, Frank Lampard is fucked. Um, <laughs> United, Bournemouth, uh, Southampton, 
Forest, Leeds, West Ham, Villa Wolves, Palace, Tottenham, and then Chelsea City mm. Thursday, the 5th of January. Um, wow, big old game of footy that, yeah. Lots to look forward to. Hopefully, again, the beauty of the way the fixtures have kind of fallen is that getting played early doors and getting things out the way is a very, very good thing indeed. Hopefully we can get the win. Hopefully we can just look ahead with enjoyment at all the other teams and hope that people we don't like do things that we do like I fucking lose. <laughs> um, that would be absolutely great. Um, all right, I'm going to press you for a score prediction. Mm. <sighs> Brentford, Liverpool, Andy Bell. What do you think it's going to be? 2-1 Liverpool, really bitty, late goal. Cody Gakpo. Okay. Great <laughs> <laughs> touch. Yeah, go ahead. I'll say 2 0. We need a clean sheet. I'll, t- I'll say 2 0. Um, Bendo, get the second. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do have a, a strong feeling this is going to be a real grind. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's going to. 1-0 or 1-0 or 2-1 to Liverpool I think yeah mm. given the choice I'd take the 1-0 just be right for the, for the clean sheet of it all Excellent. if we could not concede the first goal if we can put that to bed as a thing Liverpool that would be magic um, but yeah let me know your uh, score predictions in the comments underneath on YouTube uh, don't forget to leave us your 11s as well hey guys thank you so much an absolute pleasure uh, if you need more Liverpool content in your lives do go and check out all the Cody Gakpo content as mentioned on Redmen Plus streaming right now in video and in podcast form and we've also got uh, all episodes episode streaming right now of my Liverpool debut a brand new documentary series uh, if you really want to get closer to Liverpool Football Club and some of the players who've pulled on that great red shirt um, in their own words the likes of Phil Thompson Jamie Carragher and even some of the some of the less celebrated former Liverpool players, Jim Beglin, uh, Martin Kelly as well, all got to wear the famous red, all got to walk out and make a debut for Liverpool. Uh, the cultural stories, the uh, the first-hand stories of those in that new documentary series. Highly, highly recommended on redmenplus.com right now. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Have a wonderful new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're already, you yeah, it's already in, in getting bothered, <laughs> so uh, enjoy that. I'm already uh, there. Yeah. Uh, hope you guys have all had uh, a wonderful time and, and have a boss new yeah, yourselves. Thank you so much for all your support in 2022. New, more, and big, exciting things coming from Redmen in 2023. I can't wait to unveil some of the stuff in the coming weeks. So yeah, hope to see you here on YouTube, on Acast, Spotify, iTunes, and of course on RedmenPlus.com, uh, where our subscribers make everything happen and a reality for us. Those guys are amazing, uh, and you can be one of them very simply and be amazing too. Who doesn't want to be amazing? Even though you're all fun. I don't know what I'm talking about here anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm, maybe I'm after this as well. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, right, it's cool. I can shut up now that's the last of me apart from the start 11 prediction for 2022 I hope to see it over there Ta-da. thanks for listening if you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now <laughs>